we don't have the washer and dryer still. And uh, I, I messaged somebody. There, there's a girl over in Kent selling a set. So I'm going to see about Tuesday, borrow my stepdad's truck and go in and picking those up. But like, What happened to the, the don't ask questions set? Did you I ask never questions? finished that story. No. I never finished that story. Oh, my God. I don't know how I didn't finish that story. So we, we went over there because oh. it was a good set. Right. Oh my god, it was a it was an excellent set. She was asking six hundred for the pair. It was a Samsung set, only a year old. Uh she said that she paid about thirteen hundred dollars for the whole thing. Right, and she right. had even said she's like, it's a steal for anybody who's looking for it. I'm like, great, awesome, wonderful. So we go over there with both of our vehicles, measured everything out. It's like, okay, it looks like they're just barely gonna fit. We get over to the to the lady, and she's like, "All right, well, here they are." And I'm like, "I just, as a precaution, I just, I, I want to take a look at them and just make sure because she said they're electric and everything like that. I want to make sure, you know, what what type of plug it is on there because there's like two different types of electrical yeah. plugs for electric dryers. Yeah. So I'm looking at the back, and I just see like a normal ass wall plug. I'm like, "Oh, I already know where this is going." So I, I'm like, I asked the lady, I'm like, "So, like." This is electric, right? She's like, yeah. And I'm looking at it. So, well, there's a gas line there. And she said, no. Well, yeah, I think it can do both. No. There is not no. a model in the world that no. can do both. No, it, it can't do both. And I'm looking at it. And I'm like, this is a gas set. And it even there's a big ass sticker on the back that says Samsung gas dryer. It said like <laughs> 7.4 cubic feet. It was a big ass dryer. And I'm like, yeah, it's a gas set. And she's like, oh, well, I didn't know. I saw the plug and I just assumed it was electric. What do you think the ignition runs on? Hopes and dreams? Gas itself doesn't just dry things. So, yeah, we we, we missed out on that. And now, oh, like, man. I... Time to get your fix. It's a horrible gaming podcast. It's not good. It's not great. Horrible gaming podcast. It's not even what you would call fair. It's really not that good. Gaming Podcast. Hello, my name is Zachary with Old Man Gaming. You have decided for whatever reason to tune into a horrible gaming podcast. I am not alone, nor am I ever. With me is... Neil, a.k.a. a tiny wizard. Now, guys, I'm going to do a little couple quiz, a couple of disclaimers before we get into the credits. It's been a while since we've done that, but a couple of them. Uh, Neil is going through a bit of a move. For anybody who has been listening to the cold opens and bonuses and context clues, he is moving, and life is very stressful for Neil right now. So to accommodate, we are probably going to have a shorter show today because right now he is recording from a strange place, and he's on Wi-Fi, which is why you're going to hear those little, like, uh, that, that sharpness at the end of some of his words. Um, and then next week we're going to do an interview show with Neil and Philbilly, which I've already recorded audio for. So you'll still get all the episodes. You'll get an interview show and this episode, they'll just be a little bit shorter, uh, to accommodate if that's okay with you guys. And again, just watch out for the audio. He's still very hearable. There's just kind of like a sharp cutoff to each one of his words. 
Uh, that being said, we've got a couple of people to thank before we get into this. Uh, number one, if you're watching this on YouTube, behind all the fancy timestamps, you are seeing fancy graphics. Any of those that aren't stock image that are created specifically for the show are created by Mr. Mark Bell. We thank him for that. And of course, we have to give a big shout out to the man who made the theme song for this show and all the shows here on OMG, the man who makes the music, my brother, Nick Van Sliders. We thank him for that. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so that brings us to the top of the show. Our first segment, probably our most important, definitely our most favorite, that's Fan Traction. That's where we, the co-hosts, talk to you guys, the fans. We answer all of your comments that we find in all the places on the YouTubes, on the Facebooks, on the Discords, all of the fun uh, tubes. Uh, <laughs> speaking like an old guy. Um, one thing I do want to say really quickly, because I don't think we've ever really made this clear, um, but usually, barring changes in the schedule, we record these episodes Sunday night of every week before the Tuesday that it comes out. Uh, so just so you guys know, if your posts or whatever come in after that, I will do my best to read them on the show following, but that's why you don't hear it on the show itself. It's because we didn't see it when we were recording. That said... We got a late message on our video from two weeks ago by a guy, by somebody, Carl Makes Videos, uh, said, First time listener, what I'm really excited for in gaming right now is Neo, The World Ends With You, which I thought you'd appreciate, Neo. Yes. Uh, yes. And then he said, with regards to old man's story about gift cards for gift cards to get Steam credit, I was... Uh, what's stopping you from just using PayPal or debit card to pay money directly rather than using the reach around method? <laughs> okay, so Carl makes videos. Here's the situation. Uh, I'm not actually speaking about just getting the game. I'm ta I use an app called Shopkicks, which I, do I did respond to him, him with this in the, in the comments as well. I use an app called Shopkicks to do barcode scanning in stores to get money off games, to get them free. Uh, the way these apps work is you scan the barcodes, you get points, you turn those points into digital gift cards on your app, and then the idea is you use that digital gift card to buy an actual gift card for Steam. Uh, what I used to do is I used to just use that to buy games at GameStop when I was an Xbox player. Now I'm a PC player. It's gotten a little bit complicated because they won't let me use the gift card for the Steam thing. That's where I, I needed to clarify. So just to let you know, that's, that's what that is. But I want to go back and answer his question because he actually put that in on Monday. Uh, so we missed it. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Well... That's, that's great that we got a new commenter. Uh, yeah. And I actually also kind of wondered the same thing as to why you didn't do that that way, too. Because we we used to use Ibotta. Mm -hmm. Same sort of thing. Um, and Ibotta, once you hit $50, you're able to redeem. And you could redeem straight to PayPal. Well, and that's the thing. This app doesn't do that. Uh, it, 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 it goes to, like, you have to pick a reward. And then that reward is a gift card to someplace. And it used to be great because I would just get the rewards to GameStop. I'd just take them into GameStop. But GameStop doesn't do Steam gift cards, I don't think. And so that's when I switched to the Walmart. And what bothered me so much about it, too, is that I used to – it's worked before. You know what I mean? So they yeah. just decided all of a sudden not to take it. 
but yeah it's it's all about the gift card for gift card is because of the way the app works um if i'm gonna just buy a game i'll just buy a game you know right uh all right so into the comments for last week's episode uh we'll start right off with the horrible arena which again super depressed about this oh i forgot to write down what the what the titles were silly silly me man silly silly me uh i think this was 5 14 do you remember what the titles were from last week the game titles yeah it what was the game i mean it was the disney one right it was project yeah Hot it was Lugs. it was and mine was uh a project derez you know, I didn't want to say anything, but I think you should have been disqualified. Now that you've won, I'm going to say it. I think you should have been disqualified. Oh, why? Because you straight up, you made a big deal of saying that we needed to stick to Core Disney, and then you picked Tron. That's not Core Disney. Yeah, Core Disney. That's what I'm saying. It's Core Disney, like, you know, Disney-ass Disney, not like like you had said. It wasn't like Marvel, anything like that. Yeah, but Tron is a purchased property. The original Tron movie wasn't Disney. Yeah, it was. I don't think it was, man. I I, I know that for a fact. The only reason I ever figured out that it was a thing in general uh, was because they put uh, they put the grid in Kingdom Hearts two. That's where I first learned about what Tron even was. I still personally would not have have said that that was Core Disney, but. Again, you have won. I do not decide whether you are disqualified. The people decide it. And Kev definitely voted for you. And I don't see any other votes. So that means uh, you got another win. Which puts you up to 18 to 14. Again, you are pulling away. Super depressed about that. I was closing the gap, and now I'm losing it. Um, I I think that the next one that we do, the martial arts one, that's gonna be your uh, that's probably <laughs> gonna be your win because that's I, definitely your wheelhouse. I don't know. The game I'm gonna pitch is is fucking crazy. Uh, I know it's my wheelhouse, but I decided to not do a game in my wheelhouse, and I decided to do something kind of crazy. Uh, that you'll see it's a little it's a little bit nuts so i don't know if i'm gonna win it but i had to pitch it because it's that funny it, it bothers me that i'm gonna end up having to sit on it for two weeks uh and and just everybody out there there won't be any horrible arena for this week or the next week next week's gonna be an interview show this week's gonna be a little bit shorter we'll do the horrible arena in two weeks we'll get back to that uh kev too tall I... long long and hard like i like it lol speaking to the episode uh, he also pointed out <laughs> 27 wins would win the the new 52. 26 could end in a tie. So technically the first person who wins 27 wins the new 52. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Then kept to talk, <laughs> talk, kept it going. Zach, we can't leave you alone or you might devolve into a giant raging about games machine. Uh, then a bunch of uh, laughing emojis. I do rage about games, and I gotta say, without the podcast, uh, I don't know what would have happened. Uh, kept you tall. Random said, outbursts at strangers. <laughs> 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 just walking down the street, and I just look at him and be like, "Why is Bethesda making exclusives for Xbox? Uh, what?" You just hear a child summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you shut up, baby. Just screaming at a baby. Uh, 
Kev Tutal then says, Zach is always fuzzy. I don't know what he means by this. Uh, maybe audio? That makes me nervous. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so then uh, Phil Billy had a big old comment. Here we go. Just my two cents to Neil on the common sense subject. And I want to preface that this is not an attack or to discredit anything stated by either of you on this topic. However, Neil stated that he buys a game and accepts it as is. And that's cool. However, my point of view, the types of games that you, parentheses Neil, tend to buy generally are narrative games, which can be looked at in that way. And I know you played Borderlands, but not for the end game where the looter shooter aspect really kicks in. But a game like Outriders, parentheses, which I have struggled through and completed everything in the game that the game has to offer, cannot be looked at in this light because it is uh, because it has an end game with a grind loop that is supposed to drive the player to grind to acquire the gear to achieve and build their unique build. However, the way PCF, people can fly, set up the end game, it completely invalidates anything unique the player would like to do. And I can confirm that the things this particular game needs in our common sense, uh, 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 let me try that again. And I can confirm that the things this particular game needs are common sense and could have been easily put into this game during the supposed five-year development. The reason it would be easy is because the bones of what it needs are present in this game. I would love to go into detail, but I don't want this novel to get any longer, so I can <laughs> explain in chat sometime. Jason, the professor, then decided to cue in on that and say, Endgame for Outriders is complete shit, and they refuse to listen. And bravo for getting shit by the YouTube moderators. Those guys just... They can, they one of them can somebody who said suck the other day. Damn. Yeah, they're ridiculous. They're absolutely ridiculous. Uh, then Zelen S. Don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Mystery individual. Yes. <laughs> commented and said, "Excellent point. You are absolutely correct. Implementation of changes within a single player game usually is a bit more difficult than in something with an end game loop, especially when it is usually based on an RNG to begin with." Changing of those stats or values can alter the experience much easier than in a single-player game. Borderlands 3 is a great example, as I played it for the story, but it has that end game to it as well. Changes that affect the story and the single-player-slash-story experience are harder than that that affect the loot drop rates and the loot generation. So yeah, I... Uh, we all know Zelen is you, so I think you responded well to it. I, I understand where Phil Billy is coming How from. How did and you that... see through my clever guys? Because <laughs> your face is your profile Never. picture. No. <laughs> just much younger. And you literally just liked it as you read it. Yep. <laughs> I just I got a notification. Do. <laughs> I usually like it as I read them uh, just to keep my place. <laughs> so I know it's... where I am. Uh, I, that was the basis of what I was saying with Outriders. Uh, I think some of the other ones can be, uh, debated. I think Outriders has made terrible mistakes on a loot game and they have like all of the stuff that could fix that or at least put band-aids on it are right there in front of them. And I know I'm not a developer, but I know it's as easy as like pressing a button. Um, 
Yeah, and that was something. Uh, I, I'm actually glad that Phil said something because that is a major part of that argument, or at least the mm. the conversation that we had about that is that single player stuff. Like I had mentioned in that comment, there is you can't just like, oh, well, why don't you implement a this system? It affects right. the entire story slash single player experience because a single player experience and a multiplayer experience are completely different things and you they look are. for different things in both of those uh but with the the multiplayer part of it or that is the end game loop of it not the multiplayer the end game loop of uh those sorts of games that are built around loot grinding and you know finishing higher level objectives and stuff like that there's it can literally just be the flick of a switch in right. those regards right. uh, but sometimes i will say as well sometimes those sorts of things may need more than just that alteration right. of that end game loop grind well and i get that i i kind of understand where you're coming from i i do understand the thought process that none of us are developers so we don't know exactly what goes into some of these changes i think though that there are certain cases like outriders is the best example that we can look immediately at it and go look we know enough about the business to know that all you have to do is do this one simple thing and it would get fixed or at least a band yeah. put on it, um, and you continue to refuse to do that. Uh, not only do you refuse to do that, but for me, what I w the point I was trying to make with the common sense was uh, not even that like they're refusing, not even the implementation of a change post launch. It was how did a bunch of people sit around a table and look at this, having played looter shooters, and go, "This is a good idea." You know what I mean? When they have right. when they have all those systems already in place. It's hard for me to see a bunch of guys who obviously have to be fans of the genre, you know, having those meetings and one of them not saying, you know, maybe we should just take the level cap off the story stuff so people could keep doing that as well. Uh, and or, hey, you know, this expedition kind of takes out more than 50 percent of the possible metas of this game, you know. It's hard for me to not see that when you have those kind of people. Like they're not doing a type of game that hasn't been done before. You know what I mean? Like right. all of these people have played the games, played the games leading up to this. They know what worked and didn't work. That's that's what's hard for me. I I see. I feel like I see that a lot in games. Where like how are a bunch of people sitting around a table who have played games like this, who who played so much of them they wanted to make a game like this. And none of them spoke up and said, hey, this is the wrong thing to do. and Or nobody could see it, you know? Right. Um, and then Phil Billy weighing in on the chip shortage conversation that we had. I work at a Cadillac dealership, which is the largest caddy dealer in Northeast Ohio. And because of the computers in these vehicles, our lot is pathetic. There are about 15 new vehicles on the lot total. Want a new Escalade? 18 month waiting list not to mention how hard oh it is God. for me <laughs> not to mention how hard it is for me to get parts for the vehicles i'm repairing and this is this is what i was talking about with the chip shortage uh when when, when i touched on it last week is this thing is going to affect so much more than the gaming industry and because of that like 
it's not going to get better for us for a couple of years. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, they're going to have the new factory up next year. Yeah, but the people who are going to get the chips first are not going to be, you know, AMD. They're going to be car companies. They're going to be the washer and dryer companies that need these. That Those are the people who are going to take priority over video game graphics cards. So, like, <laughs> even though it's going to eventually get better... In 2022, it's going to be harder for us to get them than easier, even if we're going to have a bigger flow of chips coming by then. You know what I mean? Right. So you're going to see, like, I'm telling anybody out there right now, if you want a graphics card within the next two years, if you want a video game system within the next two years, bite the bullet, buy them now. Because, I mean, even the Switches have reported that they can't make any more stock. That they're running out. So, like, if you don't buy these things now, they are not going to exist for the next two years, probably. Really. I mean, unless you want right. to pay a scalper a couple grand at that point. Um, okay, so anything to add to that, buddy? Uh, no, not really. I mean, maybe just a little bit touching off of uh, what you had mentioned about the graphics card thing. Because mm -hmm. uh, uh, Kev uh, had messaged me on Discord. I actually had mentioned this in our last Halo recording. Yes. I never finished my thought, actually. Yeah. Uh, but funny uh, this is going to yeah. come out before that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> anyways. Um, yeah, it, Kevin mess messaged me because uh, I had originally mentioned about how I was just going to suck it up and pay some dude on the internet $1,000 for a 3060 right. uh, just because I have no other way to get it. But honestly, uh, from what he had said too, it's like the price of performance, like you you have to consider like, yeah, you really want the thing that you're going to spend the money on, but $1,000 for something that's really only going to last you maybe two years and you'll have to upgrade again anyways. Like, it's a fair it's a fair thing to consider. Uh, so, like, I know he, in my conversation with him, he's ba I've been basically talked to get either a 2060, 2080, or 3070 if I can find one, God willing. <laughs> <laughs> but well, and I uh, talked to, end... to uh, I talked to Phil about it, and then the twenty eighty twenty sixty. Those aren't bad graphics chips at all, and with everything else that you have, kind of higher end, uh, you should be fine until the crisis is over, at the very least. Right. Even still, though, tracking those down and trying to get a hold of those. Yeah. I mean, I found out now that there's a micro center. Uh, I can't up believe near you didn't Cleveland, know that. That's where so. I bought all. My I did stuff. not know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought I I thought the closest micro center was in Columbus. So like I didn't even I was like I just wrote micro center off. Uh, but yeah, Phil now really that all I our stuff for our builds there, both of us did. Yeah, that's that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, I absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm watching that watching that site now every day or so. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll keep us but, posted. Yeah. Everybody, everybody in OMG at this point is rooting for you to get your graphics card. Especially anyone who has to play anything online with me. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got two thumbs and has to do that? This guy. Um, okay. All right. Well, that was an incredibly long fan interaction section, but since we're going to be short, that's fine. Why don't we uh, move on? Oh, to our that's first funny. Line? That's funny. You think that we're not going to find a way to make it go long. <laughs> let's, let's move on to our first talking point. 
Horrible Gaming Podcast. Alright, so that brings us to our first talking point today. And it's an interesting talking point. I'm, I'm very intrigued to see what you think about this, Neil. Um, but we've been talking about it for a while now. Games Pass is the best value in gaming right now. The streaming video game service. There is really no service like it. I mean, there are services like it, but nothing that can even remotely equal it. <laughs> so much so... It's already kind of absorbed one of its main competitors, which was EA Play. So, that being said, it is now we have heard confirmation that Netflix has approached multiple higher-ups in the video game industry uh, to create an infrastructure for Netflix to do a Games Pass service through their apps. Um... I don't know. This is interesting to me. Uh, I Nobody so far has had an answer for Games Pass. Not PlayStation. Not really Nintendo. Nobody has had really an answer for this. The only one that was even close, in my opinion, was EA Play. And now EA Play is literally part of Games Pass. Uh, so what do you think about this, Neil? Do they even have a chance? Should they? Or do they have enough money to actually be a contender? Uh, so I think it just depends on their implementation. I, they would have to have, if they came out and and worked with, let's say they worked with Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo and said, look, you want to subscribe to, like, call it G-Flix or something like that. I don't know. Uh, you subscribe to this, but depending on what device you use it on will depend, will, like, dictate what games are available that would be wild. That would be absolutely wild, and I think that would be something that could take off. Because mm. then, you know, your value prospect goes way up. For like somebody like myself, I have all three of those consoles. Right now, sure, I'm subscribed to uh, Game Pass Ultimate, so I get, you know, my, my gold and Game Pass and everything like that. But if I paid that same amount or frankly even $20 a month as opposed to 17 and I logged in to that on my Xbox, my PlayStation, and my Switch and had a rotating selection of all of those games throughout across those, that would be huge. That would be a true Netflix style, like an, a true Netflix of gaming and like a natural evolution of what game pass is what i the the problem with that is microsoft wouldn't jump on that because right. then that would be direct competition what would they offer that they don't already offer right on on game pass you know right. they would have to have different stuff available and at that point okay that might be worth looking into but game pass already offers so much um, and it's also interesting to think about too, like there is, like you said, no real true answer for game pass. Mm -hmm. There are things out like Sony's, you know, trying their classics collection thing. That's just a bunch of like the, the greatest hits games that's included with PlayStation plus. And then Nintendo has their virtual console stuff. Sure. But there is no real direct competition. And at this point, if if something like that were to come along, become more popular than Game Pass, I feel like that's something that Microsoft would lose out on hard because we've already established that, well, I can't remember if it was on the 
that we lost actually but i'll just mention it again in this whole ea uh or not ea this whole epic apple thing it's come out that microsoft actually loses money on their hardware so they're selling you service they're selling you software if something like this comes along that could be bad news for microsoft as a whole and not just on the game pass front uh yeah i mean i think so oh, i got a couple of a couple of thoughts on this i don't know where exactly to start um first i think if the if you're going to have a uh, a legitimate, a legitimate threat, like you said, a legitimate threat to Games Pass. I don't think it comes from an established game company or even a hardware company. I think it comes from an outside third party because I think one of the, if if Netflix was really serious about it, it's like you said they would because it would be through their app. They've already kind of said that they want to develop this to be already through their app. So you would go into the Netflix app that you normally watch movies for and you'd be able to pick games that you could download to your system. Um, so each each app would have a different offering. So Xbox would have a different, like would have your standard games there and then a different offering of games. What's really interesting on this is you could have a streaming service where they offer a bunch of games that aren't necessarily Xbox exclusives because those third parties that are on Games Pass can also be on Netflix. That offers an additional revenue to those third party companies who might jump on that. Then they can go to Nintendo, get Nintendo's stuff on there, and then they can go on PlayStation and get PlayStation stuff on there. And then, then just like you said, the value gap goes right up. You say you have a Switch, you have a PlayStation, you have an Xbox right now, right? Yeah. So, but one Netflix, but you have one Netflix membership, and it, it goes, and you can use that app on all of those, those systems, correct? Yeah. So, at that point, you're talking I'm about... What? Uh, I said, well, maybe not the Switch. but Well, yeah. and I, I was going to get to that. I hadn't gotten to that yet but because uh, I looked that up while you were talking. <laughs> um, <laughs> at that point, you have three different consoles with three different offerings of game from one subscription price. Even if that subscription price goes up by like five, ten bucks, it still would seem kind of worth it as long as they had the games from each place. And even if the Xbox version of their Netflix only had those basic third-party games, you somebody with multiple systems would be interested in it for that very reason that they could get, you know, cross coverage. I think right. that, however, though, if you look at some of the infrastructure problems that they have right now, just like you, you kind of hinted at, I looked up while you were talking, Netflix is not available on Switch right now. It's not available on Switch right now. There is no Netflix app on Switch that you can get. The only multimedia app on Switch is YouTube. There, There is a way to watch Netflix on uh, Switch, which I saw when I was looking it up. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but technically there is no Netflix app for Switch. So right there, you have a little bit of an issue. So not only do they have to get this, but they have to get it on Switch. Then they have to talk to Sony. So say they get Sony on board, you still have to get 
Nintendo on board with just your basic app in the first place, and then you have to get Xbox where you don't get those extra games. So it's kind of a tricky situation. I think that you're right that that value prospect is really there. I think that they could do it if they did it smart. I don't know if they're set up quite right to do it, though. And I I personally think... I, I think that... I don't know. I could be wrong. But I think the technology of putting video games on the same system that they have movies and sh- shit on might be a little bit difficult for them. Well, they would have to... Yeah, they would probably have to imp- implement a new sort of structure for that with downloading. Right. But at the same time, I do believe Netflix on your phone and everything does give you the ability to download movies now. It does. I mean, it as does. long as it... Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of there. What yeah. I'm really hung up on is... The age-old issue that Netflix has had and they've never been able to solve. Password sharing. They will lose their ass on password sharing. They already... I I think I saw somewhere that... uh, That, like, only like 60 something percent of people who have access to Netflix actually only pay for are the only ones that actually pay for it or something along those lines. Right. So like, like I know like with myself, my Netflix password, my mom has my Netflix password. So I'm the one that pays, but she also watches it as well. So something like that, you know, how do you, how do you do that for, for consoles too? Like I, 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 think, I think the only answer for that is they jump the price. Uh, I mean, right now Netflix does it doesn't have an actual answer for that. You're 100 percent right about the stats, but technically, you're actually paying to be able to watch it anywhere. You're you're paying for password share. Uh, you are because th- their plans are actually like one screen, two screens, unlimited screens. You're paying for the unlimited screens. So like, like if, so like, and I've had problems with this because we're, uh, me and my wife are cheap. So we had like only a two screen plan for a really long time. Uh, Well, two screens, if she's watching it in the bedroom and I'm watching it in the living room and somebody who's password sharing it decides to watch it somewhere else, somebody gets cut off. That's how that works. Uh, yeah, well, well, most people play pay for the the highest the highest level of Netflix, which is unlimited screens. Technically, you're paying for that password share. You're paying for the right to put to broadcast that on any on any screen you want to put it on. Yeah, I mean, I'll have to check and see which one actually. Now that you mentioned that, which one I actually have for my right. plan. Uh, but yeah, but anyways, yeah, that, and that is an issue that they would have to solve. I'm right. sure they would do something along the same lines, they but would, then they at the would same jump the price, I think is what it yeah. would be. Yeah. But I feel like, especially if, you know, if you're, if you're going to go that route and have that be the thing that happens like with you able to share, I think, especially given that other like other parties are going to be involved, Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, all that. I think that they have to have a very solid response for that because I think just in the way that Netflix itself wouldn't want people to password share, I feel like 
extra like they extra the other three would extra not want people to be password sharing mm. even though they don't necessarily have a direct dog in that fight i think that the stats like the 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 stats that inevitably would come out i feel like they would not necessarily like that well, oh and, well and that's where the technology gets tricky too because right when when i you're right i can download movies to whatever I'm on, but the way the Netflix app works is you put in your password and it knows who you are based on that and then connects to right. the device. Uh, you can't do that with video games because video games have all sorts of like third-party shit attached to it, such as achievements, such as, you know, multiplayer play. Like, all that stuff is attached to, like, your gamer tag and the console you're on and your screen name and stuff like that. That I feel like you run into a problem where, like, if I were to, like, like how would that even work? If I were to password share it with you, right? If I were to password share my Netflix with you and yeah. I have a game downloaded. So if you put it on there, could you download the game? Would you get my achievements? Like, like stuff like that. Like, you get into this real tricky spot technically that I don't know that they would be able to get around. You know what I mean? Well, I actually, now that you mention it, I do wonder if you could use that same sort of idea to limit the sharing. That's true. So, yeah, so, like, you could have it be like, oh, well, when this person uses the Netflix game account, they have this, 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 and this. Well, unless you are also sharing your actual, like, Xbox login as well... You couldn't necessarily jump on, you know, with the 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 password thing because then it would be with the Netflix whatever you would see. It's like okay, well this this password is associated with this 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 achievement in this right. game, but then at the same time that could also introduce a whole litany of issues yeah. because if you are password sharing and a friend that you're sharing with gets to a game before you do gets the first achievement, whatever. So then that. Your that username is then attached to that achievement on that account, and then you couldn't swap it back and forth. Right. So then it would, yeah, it would very well get very confusing very quickly. I mean, quickly. it would get and very I, confusing. That's an issue right. It would get very confusing just between system to system play. You know, it, it, it just just from you like if I have two Xbox Series Xs, it would be get really weird with like cloud based stuff. You know. If you got because, two Series Xs, you're a baller anyway and don't need you know, right, to, right. to share. I mean, <laughs> theoretically, when the Netflix comes out, things will be cheap. Like, if like they're just in early talks, you know. But, I mean, hear me out here. The way the Xbox, and, and I know PlayStation isn't as forward-thinking with this, but the way the, place, uh, the Xbox kind of keeps track of stuff like this is they're all cloud-based. So, like, right now, I can go over to your house, I can put my password and name in for my gamer tag, my gamer tag will show up on your Xbox, I will be able to play the games that you have at your house, uh, physically, not digitally, but I will be able to play those games from your Xbox, uh, get achievements there, and they will show up back at my house. So, at the same, on the same level, I should be able to access the games that I want to access through Netflix. So you you at your house. So you, you have this really tricky spot with no matter how you do that, I don't know how they restrict it properly. 
You know what I mean? Um, I also don't know how they put the infrastructure in place in the first place, but in a perfect world, in a fantasy world, where they have these things solved, they could be a, a technical contender, I think. I think, you know? Yeah, it just... They need to get everybody just, on I mean, the same page, though. Right, and that's the thing, is everybody would have to play nice, which is already hard enough these days. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nintendo I mean, granted, Nintendo... Nintendo are not known for that. Well, Nintendo and Microsoft are pretty buddy-buddy uh, as of late slash the last few years. But, you know, I think Sony would be that outlier, especially given they just sort of launched that collection to, you know, put their their hat, throw their hat into the ring of the game service thing. So I feel like they wouldn't really go for it. But yeah, it would take a lot to get everybody on the same page. I think that it could be something that could... The the first iteration of a good idea is never the best. Mm-hmm. Usually it's like the second or third that is the one that really, you know, hits that home run and is the one that has all the staying power. Which is with as great as Game Pass is, you know, it's limited to Microsoft, it's limited to the Xbox, you know. So I think opening that idea wider and applying it to more things is how you really get it established as a viable option. I I think you're right. I think that uh, while Nintendo and Xbox are buddy-buddy, I do think Nintendo does not like other people. And I don't think Nintendo is very amenable to even... I mean, like, it's buddy-buddy with Xbox, but not in a way that's super great with sharing stuff. You know, so I think you have a hard time with Nintendo in the first place. I mean, hell, Netflix is still not even on there, so you have a hard time there. Uh, and Sony is another one that's very, very outlying. And I think there's an inherent problem with Microsoft that they, they're not going to be too supportive to somebody trying to take any profit away from them. And it's like I've said many times, Games Pass is the Xbox. That's the system. So anything competing with that is going to hurt them even though they're going to have to deal with it eventually. Right. All right, well, I think we covered it. Let's go ahead and move on to the next topic. What do you think? Sure. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so that brings us to our second talking point. We're going to do something a little bit more fun. Uh, So, Neil, take us through what we're going to do here. All right, well, you know, it's getting to be that magical time of year, that E3 time of year. Uh, what is it, three weeks away or something yeah. at this point? Not really. Um, it doesn't really feel magical this year, I got to be honest. Well, I mean, yeah, a lot of the original magic is has left us, but, you know, it's still there. There's still a couple twinkling lights off in the distance. Um, but uh, what I thought we'd do is uh, a list of three things what we are absolutely going to see at E3. Can't wait to see it. What we would like to see at E3, but probably won't be there. And what is in no way, shape, or form going to be at E3 this year. <laughs> so, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, what do you... Do you want to start? Do you want me to start? Are we doing I, I did one game just for spring. each? Or... Uh, 
we can do one, we can do two, somewhere along those lines. I know you had mentioned about us not running super long. I did screw <laughs> up the stopwatch, so my time is not accurate. We're at we're at forty um, minutes overall right now, give or take. I, uh, yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. We're not gonna run late. I, I we did a lot of recording. I did a lot of recording just to get us prepped. So yeah, it's already just to let everybody know it's already after midnight, and I have to be up in the morning. Uh, for baby duty, so it's uh, I don't want to run too late, but all we right. could do like one just, each. Yeah, let's do one one each uh, uh, of each of them. So, all right, so I where are we gonna start? Let's do the one that we cannot wait to see. We know Can, we're gonna see. Uh, we're probably gonna see. Can't wait to see it. Um, I have a sneaking suspicion you and I might be having the same one on this one. You go first. I want to see then if you got one. I Breath of the Wild too. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. I don't know if that was exactly going to be yours or not, but that's that's my big one. I mean, they've already said at their last Nintendo event that we're going to have more to share with you about the next Breath of the Wild, the next Zelda game this summer, mm -hmm. um, and it's coming up on that time. We are going to see something. I don't know what they're exactly going to show. I still am holding tr strong to my prediction that I made at the beginning of the year that we are going to get a release date this year, but it's not going to come out in 2021. It'll be early 2022. I believe, I believe my prediction was it was coming out this year, if I recall correctly. Yeah, yours. Yeah, you and I had the same sort of prediction, but ours differed at that point. Yeah. 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 I hope I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's coming out this year because I I really I've been wanting that how the original Breath of the Wild set up just like subtle lore things out in the world and just things that seem to be like throwaway, but if you pick up on them here and there, that's actually kind of really interesting and different and might be hinting at something else. And I love that trailer that they the teaser trailer that they put up for this breath of the wild two, which is all that we've been able to call it. Cause we don't even have an right. official name yet. Right. Uh, but yeah, I cannot wait to see more of that. Okay. All right. That that's not going to be what I pick. No, uh, I what, what are you going to pick then? I think that's a great answer. I'm going to pick fable, man. I want to see fable. You gave us a teaser trailer that didn't mean shit. Uh, everybody thought it was coming out last year, let alone, just getting a teaser trailer. I want to see what's happening with this game. You gave us a teaser trailer. Show us some more. I want to see what this game's all about. I want to see it. I want to see some gameplay from Fable, from the new Fable game coming out from, from Take 10. I mean, in my opinion, I, it like once it was announced that it was actually real, for some reason everybody stopped talking about it, which is kind of weird to me. Usually it's the opposite. That's true. Yeah. But it, you know what I mean? Like everybody was like, Fable's coming, Fable's coming. And then they showed a teaser for it that didn't give us anything. And then they were like, oh, Fable is coming. And then nobody's talked about it since. I want to see what this game is, man. Show us some of this game. Uh, they've been working on it for a while, so I want to see what it is. Well, it's interesting you bring up Fable because that's going to be my pick for the I would like to see, but I don't <laughs> know if it's going to be there. <laughs> I, okay. Because they were so vague with everything and they've already alluded to the fact that it's going to be a Series X exclusive. Series X. What? Hey, 
Uh, I lost you for a second there, man. Yeah, yeah. It just did the <laughs> hang sound randomly. The little Discord robot was spinning, and then it just brought me back in. Okay. Uh, did I lose you again? Because you said brought me back in, My and then you stopped talking. And now you're talking for a second, and now you're gone again. I don't know. It's showing. You seem to be doing okay now. I can hear you right now. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just fucking. This is the Wi-Fi. Difficulties. You want me to just start over? I can just start over what I was saying. Uh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Um, well, it's funny you bring up fable because i'm really thinking it's going to fall into that camp of i'd like to see it but i don't think it's necessarily going to be there i I don't know it's they've already built this new fable game as something that's going to be series x slash pc exclusive it's not going to be on the xbox one Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm thinking that given that it's already within that window that microsoft said that the first two years that the Series X is coming out, everything's going to be meshing back back and forth with each other. I think that that might be a subtle indicator that this Fable game might not actually be coming as quick as we think. Mm. Especially for the game that had been eluded to for multiple years, hinted at, rumors, and then we finally get our announcement for it, and we get nothing but a quick teaser trailer and i think we got a splash screen that said 2022 but i can't Mm. remember i mean i think they really need to show something because they don't have anything else to show other than the halo infinite yeah and if they show halo infinite god it better be good this time better blow us away oh yeah well i mean it's it's put up or shut up at this point with all of the news that's that's come out about it the fact that it got delayed basically an entire year after their e3 showing last year because it was so underwhelming they can't come out and put out something that performs the same way it's it's got to be like a blockbuster level because at that point then that's it's going to put a permanent stank on halo infinite um what we so uh what we want to see but but probably aren't gonna see uh, I have one and one honorable mention, if that's okay. Uh, the one is I want to see Monster Hunter World 2. No more of this Rise shit. I want the Monster Hunter World 2. I want to see that because uh, I, I am a little put off to the series because of my experience with with Rise and its fans. Um, but I still want to see what the next world is going to bring, and I from everything that they've said and everything they they want to put in it i i really hope that we we see it i'm afraid however that we won't because it's so close to rise's release uh that they they're probably gonna hold off at least a little bit but i really i'm really hoping i'm wrong and that uh uh, we see that since they are different company different teams that worked on rise and world it's technically possible that it could be it could be like in the works and ready to be shown so i'd i'd love to see that i'd love to see that uh my honorable mention is skull and bones 
<laughs> oh, I'd love, shit. I'd love to see what that game is at this point. Because they keep telling that's, us it exists. So, so show that, us something. I kind of want to see what it is at this point. That's that's definitely falling under this. This isn't what I'm going to pick for mine. But it's definitely falling under the camp of there's no way in hell we're going to see it. <laughs> I, I want to see it. I want to see what it is. Please, show me what it is. At this point, I'm so curious. Like, I'm so I, curious because it still exists. How does this thing still even exist? Yeah, I, I really want to know, and especially given the fact that it's been delayed, got like five, mm -hmm. six times at this right. point. Like, I that is one that I don't understand why it's not just canceled. The you cannot be expecting that much hype behind that game no. to be able <laughs> to recoup all of the development costs right. associated with it. Right, right. What's your uh, what's your definitely not going to be there then? Oh man, uh, my definitely not going to be there. I it, it's been hard for me to pick all of these because I've had multiple for each one, but okay. so far like they the ones that I've chosen are the ones that have jumped out at me the very first knee jerk reaction. Okay. Um and my definitely not my definitely not going to be there as Metroid Prime 4. It's not it's not going to be there. <laughs> We've gotten no updates. They've st restarted development in 2019, I think it was. I mean, you would think that they would have some sort of trailer or something out. Yeah. I, I There's no way. And yeah. I, I think if we are going to see anything from it, it will be either at the end of this year or like the first thing that they show next year. But no, with their with what they've said about like you know Metroid like with development that is all these companies are all COVID ruined everything this that and the other thing, um, and I'll do one better too. I had seen rumors floating around that there was uh, Mercury Steam was doing a Metroid entry. Um, I'm assuming it was going to be like a two and a half D situation, something along those lines. I don't even think that that's real either i think that they're waiting to do all the metroid stuff for i think it i think it's next year or it it's either currently this year or next year is also metroid's 35th anniversary gotcha. so they might be waiting for something like that gotcha um my never is bethesda <laughs> just as a whole look everything they have in their pipeline right now is so far off. And they've even said it. You're not going to see... Everybody's like, oh, they just made that announcement about Starfield. You're not going to see anything from it, though. You're not going to see anything from Elder Scrolls because it's even farther off. Uh, like, don't get excited for anything Bethesda other than DLC for shit that's already out because I don't expect... They've had some really great E3s in the past. I don't expect them to... I, I expect them to barely show up to this one. Period. Yeah. Like, I, I yeah. don't think they have anything really to offer us uh, in any case, in, in any way, shape, or form this year, honestly. Deathloop through via Arcane, I think, is going to be the only thing that we're going to see anything right. about. Right, but that's, like, to me, that's almost not, like, because that's just publisher, you know? Yeah, uh, so, right. So I, I kind of feel like, like, I, you're right, Deathloop is definitely going to be there, but, I mean, because Deathloop will have just come out, won't it? It comes out before E3, doesn't it? Uh, I can't remember. It got delayed again. But honestly, at this point, if it's 
if it's not coming out until the end of this year, I I feel like if Deathloop is not out already and they plod out yet another trailer for this game, we've been seeing nothing but new trailer, new trailer, new trailer. And don't get me wrong, I am just as much of a sucker for the hype machine as anybody else in regard to announcements yeah. and stuff like that. But there comes to be a point where, where it's just, it's overwhelming, it's too much, I don't. Yeah. What what is what is this another trailer going to show me? I basically right. know all of the systems in the game at this point. Yeah, Deathloop's current release date is September fourteenth. So yeah, will, so they'll probably they'll definitely be a trailer for it. They're going to be yeah another trailer. They might uh, maybe they'll announce a beta because mm -hmm. it's got that multiplayer element to it. Right. Maybe they'll announce a beta, which would be interesting and worth it. But outside of that, I think it would be a waste of their time to even put anything else out about that. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely don't think we're going to see it. I don't think we're going to see anything about it. Oh, well, we'll see something about Deathloop, but we won't see anything else from anybody on Bethesda's staff anywhere. Yeah, no. Yeah, you're absolutely right. All right, well, I think that covers it. If you want to go to Odds and Ends and wrap this puppy up. Sure. Horrible Gaming Podcast. Alright, so that brings us to what's going to be our final segment today, since we're skipping Horrible Arena, and that's Odds and Ends. That's where we collect smaller news stories, we tell you guys about them, we riff on them a little bit, stuff that didn't deserve a full talking point that we just still want to discuss. Uh, crazy enough, I actually have four this week, and Neil only has one, which is rare occurrence when I have more than him. So Neil, why don't you give us our one, and then I'll just go through mine. Well, the one is is kind of uh, situational in regard to things that's happening out about in the world. Um, so one of the issues as to why people haven't been able to get their hands on graphics cards uh, is, you know, crypto miners uh, mining Ethereum with these things. Uh, it used to be Bitcoin back in the day. Bitcoin's gone a different way, but I think you can still mine Bitcoin anyways. But mm -hmm. uh as a whole in the world, um, China has actually cracked down now, or at least announced that they're going to crack down on cryptocurrency holdings. Uh, as a result, cryptocurrency has begun to tank and tank hard. Uh, Bitcoin dropped uh, to 33,000, I think, earlier today. Last I checked, is at 35. It had been sitting around in nearly 40 for a while ethereum when i looked earlier today ethereum had been about twenty five hundred dollars a coin and tanked down to at one point it was fifteen hundred dollars it's since come back up to two thousand we'll see what happens from that but there's been a tumble in cryptocurrency mm. and if we remember from what happened last time graphics cards were impossible to get a hold of um that soon the sell-off will begin because people are going to try to be getting out of crypto mining. So while it won't be quote unquote easy to uh, get your hands on a graphic card uh, on graphics cards or anything like that, I think the secondhand market is about to see a little bit more of a push within the next week or two here, provided the crash still continues. So fingers crossed. People might be able to get graphics cards again. Plus, NVIDIA also has announced that they're uh, putting out LH, uh, LHR models of their uh, the uh, 
manufacturing partners graphic cards as well. So NVIDIA did that with the 36, uh, 3060 cards to where they would limit the uh, the hash rate on Ethereum, stuff like that, and make it on the driver level to where if it saw that mining was occurring, it would put a stop to it, or at least cut it in half. Uh, and then NVIDIA decided to just release the driver, the, the beta driver, so people could engineer it to get rid of that just because reasons, I guess. But now these uh, LHR variants of these cards moving forward that they're going to be made, it's going to be limited on three separate levels from what I understand. So they will be even more like unwanted by crypto miners. So I think while the manufacturing is still going to be low because of the overall chip shortage, which is the biggest component, it's at least going to get a little bit better moving forward. Interesting. Interesting. That's that's some interesting metas there, man. Interesting. Yes. None of mine are that so, serious. None of mine Yeah, that's serious. that that's literally all I had and that's <laughs> just only because it just happened today. <laughs> uh so my first one is the really fun one and this is something that Phil Billy should get super excited for. So it is rumored right now that Wasteland 3 developer in exile is making Fallout 5, the next Fallout, the next mainstream Fallout game. So here's where the rumor comes from. Here's the line of thinking. Uh, in exile has been, for a while, hiring people for a first-person shooter-type game. Uh, they've been saying that for a while, which they don't normally do. They do uh, turn-based strategy with Wasteland. Uh, but that they've been hiring for this first-person strategy game. In Exile is owned by Xbox. Nobody knows who's making the next Fallout. Uh, so with Bethesda claimed, a lot of people are speculating that In Exile, who has a lot of experience doing basically a old-school Fallout-type game, is now going to do a new-school Fallout-type game with the first-person shooter in that. So that that's a really interesting rumor. One that I actually, tin foil, foil hat aside, think mm, has a very likelihood of being true. Just makes me worry about Bethesda's future moving forward, since they're, if that turns out to be true, that's going to be the third developer as a whole that has made a Fallout game. I mean, Obsidian did uh, New Vegas, and then NXI would be doing theoretically Fallout Five. Mm -hmm. I I worry I worry about Bethesda sometimes. <laughs> well, I mean, in fairness, Bethesda proper, not Bethesda's publishing studios. Bethesda proper has been a two studio company. They've usually had Elder Scrolls, and then they have Fallout, and they alter between the two. But a lot of people have been wondering, myself including, where this fits in with Starfield. Because Starfield's coming out. Starfield would have been the third game proper to be in their little series. Uh, plus the last game that Bethesda came out, Bethesda proper came out with for uh, Fallout was Fallout 76. And, well, we all know how that went. So... Uh, it, it comes down to, I think that maybe they're like, okay, we fucked up the last Fallout. We're not really interested in Fallout anymore. Let's give it to Exile, another in-house Xbox company, and let's work on Starfield and the next Elder Scrolls. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what happens yeah. with that. That's... It's very interesting. I, I mean, 
there's a lot of things when you look at it logically that it would make sense for an exile to be able to take a shot at it. And I think Oh yeah. I I a lot of people complain about Fallout 4 too. I mean, I know I know there are some people who are liking it and even enjoying it right now. I know Jason's gotten into it, but personally, it wasn't my favorite Bethesda game ever. Um and I think there was a couple of things that they did in it that kind of splintered their own narrative in a lot of ways. Um so I, I feel like they haven't really had a big hit on Fallout since Fallout 3. So I'll be interested to see. Like, I could totally see them being like, okay, Fallout isn't working for us. Let's give it to somebody who cares about a property like this. And let's work on the games that are really interesting us, which are obviously uh, uh, Starfield and then Elder Scrolls moving forward. Yeah. So moving on, a little fun dinky one. Somebody dressed a gaming PC up as a GameCube. Oh. Yeah, you could check it out. Uh, somebody took pictures of it, but it's a high-end gaming PC. Uh, but they they hollowed out a GameCube, an actual GameCube shell. They took all the guts out, and then they built the high-end gaming PC in the GameCube. Yeah, I that's that is impressive <laughs> yeah. to be able to do that. Yeah. That's for sure. That's a lot in a little in a little teeny tiny box. Right? Right? Very strange. Very strange that they decided to uh, do that. But... I I I just googled it. I see a thumbnail uh for the image for the video of it. Oh. Um I can see a tiny bit uh, it, there's like a little cutout in the thumbnail that can show that shows me a little bit here. It mm. is. There's a lot crammed in there. Yeah. yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> uh, next one. Destiny. Finally, Destiny 2 is uh, getting cross-platform play. They are launching a cross-platform beta. So finally, after years and years and years of struggle due to weird exclusivity, uh, but they're not with Activision anymore. They're on their own. So they are able to make it so that PlayStation people can play with Xbox people. Finally. And I I know that Destiny is not really either one of our games. But any time we get cross-platform play, cross, you know, cross the party lines, I'm a happy guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, plus, I want it so badly. I wanted so badly to enjoy Destiny. <laughs> I really, dude. I the guy you played it with did not do it justice. It really didn't. And I, I don't play Destiny a ton, but I took more enjoyment out of Destiny that you did, and it's because whoever played it with you did it all the wrong ways, all the wrong ways. Like I know enough about you to to approach you playing. I we should really do a let astray with you at some point. I think. I feel like that would be a really good series. If we've I we've actually we've talked about that. Talked a about it times. many times. I I I got Phil with a couple of them. I I think doing a let astray with you would be really good because there's a lot of games that I play that you're like diehard against that I'm like if I took him through it, I think he'd really like it. <laughs> I honestly I would be impressed if you could if you could change me. I would be eh. very impressed. I mean, you got to come in with an open mind, though. You can't yeah, come in no, set in your yeah. ways. Uh, you got to be like, you know what? I'm going to give it a chance. Uh, okay, so final one. Final one. Games Pass continues, continues to increase its stock. Another 
third-party release right into Games Pass. You know that dodgeball game that we talk about? And we talk about it because they totally ripped me off 100%. Uh, <laughs> Knockout yeah. City. Right yeah. into Games Pass. It's already there. You can already play it. Can't play it on PC. It's console only. I tried. Um, but it is in Games Pass. Day one, March 21st, it came out, and it's in Games Pass. Uh, and I just want to point out, too, in addition to it being in Games Pass day one, what you guys might not remember is this game was announced at a Nintendo Direct Mini. Yeah. That, that's the first time we heard about this game was on a Nintendo show, and it is day one into Games Pass. That's that's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. Like, can you imagine that, like, five years ago? I, I honestly, I don't know what... Uh, I, I feel like there's something huge brewing between those two. Mm. Like, we're about to, at E3, get, like some big huge beefy like oh by the way like they they'd never do it but game pass on the switch oh. or something like that game pass or like on the switch oh man that would be what about what about win. project x cloud on the switch well and they might they've talked about it but but the problem is is every time we hear rumors about them talking about it because there was a bunch of rumors that games pass was coming to switch for a long time like ign even reported on it and then out of nowhere, Phil Spencer was like, eh, we're not interested in bringing Games Pass to Switch or any of our exclusives to Switch other than like Minecraft Dungeons. And so that kind of shut it down. And then there was a ton of rumor that Nintendo was really interested in Project X Cloud, Or Sony was, I think, maybe. One of them was. And then just recently, that's been shut down. So it's kind of weird. It's like every time we get really close, we start to hear these rumors. Uh, somebody shuts them down. So I'm telling you right now, Games Pass on Nintendo Switch would be amazing. Uh, even if it couldn't like support all the games, that would just still be cool. Um, in addition to Project X Code on Switch would be good too. Any any cross-party thing is great. I think it's just great for business. Yeah. I the thing that makes me rail against it right now is the whole Starfield announcement. Like, you know, we had the big conversation last week about how like I mean, like if you had asked me before that, I would say that that's 100% an Xbox goal is to put Games Pass on other systems because then they take market share away from those systems. Uh and then they they ensure their own future. Uh but at, as of last week, and their exclusive thing, I feel like, okay, they're trying to play Nintendo and Sony's game. So I don't feel like we're going to see that on Switch. Because even though Switch is more, like Nintendo's more buddy-buddy with Xbox, they just seem to be kind of circling the wagons. You know? Right. Which, which bums me out. Because, like I said, you want Xbox to be a household name, be absolute. Games Pass on... Sony Games Pass on Nintendo. Guess what? Xbox is around forever then. Forever. Because at that point, basically PlayStation and Switch are Games Pass machines. True. You know what I mean? Like It's basically like you're playing Xbox on a Switch or a PlayStation. You're paying for Xbox through Switch and PlayStation. That's, that's the key. Like Make everybody 
funnel money to you. And I don't understand why Xbox is now suddenly counter that. But I, I thought Phil Spencer was smarter than this, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe something. Maybe it's something that could happen later. There's some. Yeah, there's some I mean, causes in that regard that are just gonna be lost. Mm-hmm. You're, I don't think you're ever gonna see Game Pass on PlayStation. I wonder no. if if it was close on the Switch and something happened somewhere along right. the way. They are like, we need to break up, but let's still be friends, sort of situation. But yeah, uh, yeah like- I don't know. I think you're right. I think there's some behind-the-scenes stuff there. I still think that would have been the goal. Like, that should be the goal for them. And I don't feel like that's the goal for them right now anymore. Like, they've they've wavered my faith in them enough with their choices as of late that I'm like, okay, you're not doing the right thing then, you know? Because that should be the goal. That's how you win the game nowadays. And nobody seems to see that. Uh, and that's just annoying to me. <sighs> All right, well, that's it for odds and ends. Uh, let's wrap the show up, get a nice early one, and uh, yeah, what do you think about that? Sure. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, guys, it's a little bit of an early show, but that brings us to the end of the show and the shameless self-promotion that comes with it. Neil, you got anything special you want to plug this week? Uh, well, we just recorded the other night uh, impromptu recording, actually, of <laughs> some more Halo Infinite Road, and it is wonderful. We talk about Facebook Marketplace <laughs> and <laughs> other things. It's very like, funny. It, it's very yeah. Funny. It, it, the the things that we just randomly start talking about. Drop that hot ham. <laughs> Hot ham. That's gonna be sticking around. I'm gonna make the sure. It hot does. ham. I'm gonna make sure it does. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely check that out. Those are a lot of fun. And be sure to check the podcast next week. Again, we will not be doing a podcast proper next week. In its place, I interviewed both Phil Billy and Neil. You guys love the interview show when I did some of the like fan people. You guys absolutely loved it when I did my wife and Filthy Phil and uh, uh, Kev Too Tall. So we just decided to do the foundation this week. So I, I, I interviewed Neil and I interviewed Phil Billy. And I'm going to put that together as one episode. You get to see that next week. And then we will be back with the podcast proper two weeks from today. We'll finally get to the martial arts horrible arena. And we'll be doing the news and all the cutting edge and stuff like that. As far as shows to watch, I'm particularly proud of the five things I just put up on Sea of Thieves. It's a fun one. Check that out if you can. Uh, And I also want to say, if you're listening to this podcast, please come back to the channel later tonight, 9.30 p.m. on YouTube. I'm going to be doing a launch day stream of Biomutant. I pre-ordered the game, which means I'm an idiot because I keep pre-ordering games. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, I don't get a ton of bugs and it's good and it's fun. I'm going to be streaming it. I'm going to be streaming my opening thoughts. It will be a baby day, so there's no way in hell I'm going to get to it before 9.30. So you guys are going to get to see me play it right from the beginning. I'm going to play about an hour or two of it. So please check that out. I'm very excited to do that for you guys. Then as usual, come back for the lunch stream on Wednesday. Uh, No Sea of Noobs next week. And then you can check out all the other shows we have to offer here. And you can contact us on Facebook at DH. 
You can also contact us on Twitter at OldManGaming9. You can join our Discord. Link will be in the description below. You can influence this and all of our shows from there. Please click like, click subscribe. As long as you guys keep watching and listening, we'll keep making them. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Pause. Okay. So we're going to start with the Netflix one or yours? Which one do you want to go with? Let's go with the Netflix one because the other one can spiral easily. Okay. Let me just grab a soda real quick because my mouth's getting dry. Yeah, you good. Hello, listeners. This is Neil, a.k.a. Tiny Wizard, talking to you. I did, in fact, Google Tron to find out who put out Tron. And uh, I'm seeing here that it was produced by Walt Disney Productions and distributed by Buena Vista Distribution. So, Tron is, in fact, Disney. I don't know if you knew that, but I knew that. I like how you're saying that, like, I'm going to put it up. Well, I know you listen to everything anyways. Plus, I don't know how far away your uh, your your fridge is. Oh, you have a mini fridge downstairs. I have a mini you? fridge downstairs, man. But yeah, I, I, I like will say, I feel I, like a real fucking idiot now. Well, whatever. <laughs> I will say, I can't I can't hear you really across the way anymore because I, I started doing something different with my recording setup. Uh, people, oh, really? Yeah, people have been complaining about my mic uh, in the reviews and stuff, uh, and it's it's. I, it's any time I'm using a freestanding mic, and uh, I realize why it is. It's because I bang my table a lot. I've noticed that comes through. It, I don't. It does. I don't hear it in the in when we're actually talking necessarily when we're actually physically doing it. Right. But whenever we come, we go through and like everything like comes out. Like yeah, I hear the a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the reviews, the five things. And this uh, is the only thing I use a freestanding mic for, but I just started working it through my Xbox headset. So now I'm banging the table all I want. You can't hear it. So, but the counter of that is you're not coming through my speakers anymore. Mm. So when I put this down, I can't hear you until I pick it back up. I just, I picked it up and I heard the word Tron. So I knew what you were talking about. Ah, yes. I mean, that's fair. Okay, it was distributed by Disney, but still, I don't think of Tron as Disney, man. Like, I, I feel like it's, it's like core Disney to me. That's all I was saying. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I was. That'd be like me making that... a game out of the, the one black hole movie. One black hole movie? Oh, yeah, that old fucking journey into the black hole or whatever. Event Horizon? No! No, there's this old old movie called Journey into a Black Hole. Journey into the Black Hole. Now I'm gonna Google it. Oh, Google it. I don't know if I got the title right, but it's super old. It's one of Disney's first like live action movies, and it's like this in- insane space. It's like this insane space movie from way back in the in when, and it's got a crazy robot and a crazy professor. The movie fucked me up when I was a kid. No, I'm gonna find uh, it. Okay, the black hole. Oh, it's just called the black hole. The okay. black hole okay. uh, came out in '79. '79. Uh, yeah. I do not know any of these people. 
Right. At it all. would be like if I made a game out of that. Like that's not core Disney. Like I mean, I know it's Disney, but it's not core Disney to me. That's all I'm saying. Like I wasn't well, like I wasn't expecting that when you said it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I thought of it as as Disney as Disney uh, myself, but that's because of my first initial exposure to it. Though now that I see this here, I kind of want to watch this movie at some point because I'm, dude, I'm so weird. One of my favorite movies of all time, at least when I was younger, when I was younger, was The Core. Oh no! Fuck that! Yeah, no, yeah, that, that, yeah. The core. I watched that movie so many times when I was younger. I think I started to warp the tape. Oh my god, you're a strange yeah. duck, my friend. Strange. Duck. I I am. Oh yes. 